welcome back to Unclassical. Hello everybody, I am Marsha. And I'm Katie, and we're jumping straight back into it because we've got a lot to get through today. Oh god. This is the final episode of Emma. Ooh, <laughs> and we are a bit tired and delirious. I've had a little bit of wine, so we'll see how this goes. We've been singing, we've been having a ball. I had a, I had one glass of wine, red wine, and now I have a headache because... I life, that's getting old. That's just my life now, so... Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So, we have to better past. things. <laughs> and to better things. Do you remember where we left them last time, Marsha? <laughs> it's like she's having a, an aneurysm. Jesus. Would you like me to tell you? <laughs> yes, please. Like there was a party and the one we hate was inviting people. It wasn't even her fucking house. And I was like, mate. <laughs> like, pretty much sums up, yeah. So rude. So rude. But I can't remember the ins and outs. So yeah, they went to strawberry picking. And yes. uh, Mrs. Elton was like, I must do something fun before the summer is out. And Mr. Knight was like, oh, Suck a dick. my house if you want and pick strawberries. And she was like, oh, cool, I'll invite all my friends. And he was like, no it's my house yeah. <laughs> I'll do that um, anyway <clears throat> and they got exhausted uh, and all of that or rather Mrs Elton um, has exhausted them all with her mm. incessant chattering <laughs> Mrs Elton so graciously and kindly informs Jane that she has found a position for her as a governess Ooh! and do you remember yes. that Jane explicitly said she did not want to look for work yet exactly i've got a sweet thing going here babs shut the fuck up like so they found themselves some seats tolerably in the shade were found and now emma was obliged to overhear what mrs elton and jane fairfax were talking of a situation of most desirable situation Ooh. was in question mrs elton had received notice of it that morning and was in raptures it was not with Mrs. Suckling, lol. It was mm. not with Mrs. Bragg, lol. But it was in Felicity and Splendor which fell short only to them. It was with a cousin of Mrs. Bragg, an acquaintance of Mrs. Suckling, uh. a lady known at Maple Grove. Remember Maple Grove? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We fucking love Maple yeah, Grove. Yeah, yeah. I fucking never forget. Delightful, charming, superior, first circle, spheres, lines, ranks, everything. And Mrs. Elton was wild to have the offer closed with immediately. On her side, all was warmth, energy, and triumph, and she positively refused to take her friend's negative, though Miss Fairfax continued to assure her that she would not at present engage in anything, mm. repeating the same motives which Did she had I been fucking stutter? before. Did I fucking stutter, bitch? I don't even like you! Yeah. Still, Miss Sutton insisted on being authorised to write an acquiescence by the Morrow's... Acquiescence? Acquiescence by the Morrow's Post... How Jane could bear it all was astonishing to Emma. She did look vexed. She did speak pointedly and at mm. last, with a decision of action unusual to her, proposed a removal. Should not they walk? Would not <laughs> Mr Knightley show them the gardens? All the gardens? She wished to see the whole extent. <laughs> the pertinency of her friend seemed more than she could bear. Poor I mean, I... Jane. I mean, just stab him. She is the fucking worst, though, Mrs. Elton. Like, can you actually fuck off? Do you think she is, like, in her own way, trying to help as well? As, I mean, obviously she's interfering, or do you think she is like, I'm going to get you in fucking servitude, you cunt? No, I think she is trying to help in her own way. I but just, just being controlling. It, and like, yeah, yeah, I think she just has to be... Everything has to be about her. <laughs> so, you know... It can't be, oh, Jane's got a good position or so-and-so, or Jane's got in the right position or so-and-so. It's because it be, I got it for it her. It has to be, Mrs. Elton, the darling, sorted out this position for Jane, and Mrs. Elton did this. Mm, isn't Mrs. Elton great? Yeah, so she's doing it more for herself than anyone mm -hmm. else thinks. Anyway, 
They get shown around um, on their walk, all of the gardens, and afterwards Emma goes to watch over her dar because he's there, um, and um, he's been looking at some, like, stalactites and stalagmites mm. and pictures and whatnot. Do you know the difference? I do, and I find it a bit odd when people don't know the difference between stalactites and stalagmites. <laughs> God, what a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> do you know the difference? I know the difference, and if you don't know the difference, I think you're a fucking idiot. I think you're odd, but I will tell you why. It's... I think one's from the ceiling, one's from the floor. Yeah, so which is which? Stalactite from the ceiling, stalagmite from the floor. Yeah, because tights hang down. And... Mites of mice. I'll push up like a great big election. <laughs> you want to quote Hagrid? Stalag light mites. Good <laughs> <laughs> <You> try again. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Stalag mites got eminent. <laughs> and don't ask questions right now. I think I'm gonna be sick. <laughs> there you go. You got Stalag light. <laughs> Once it just comes straight across the middle. Stalactite, stalactite, stalactite. Oh, I said that right. You said stalactite. You can't do anything. <laughs> anyway. Oh my next day. Oh my. Do you know the difference between stalactites and stalactites? I do. Yeah, it should be your opening move. <laughs> what a loaded question. <laughs> Afterwards, Emma goes to keep an eye on her dar, um, but before she does, she wanders into the hallway where she bumps into Jane, hurrying the other way. <laughs> it's a stalactite, stalactite, stalactite kind of world. Stalactite, etc. Anyway, Woo! just a slight tangent. The other day, I was saying that Marsha should be toxic because funny. And so, if like a guy said like, "Oh, I think I'm starting to fall for you" or whatever, she should always say, "Um, I catch flights, not feelings." But I fucked it up. I just replied, "I just wanted to I catch feelings." <laughs> Please don't hurt me. <laughs> Please don't hurt me. I'm very fragile. <laughs> And as if I could afford to fly in this economy. Exactly. Please take me on holiday. I need, I need a break. I need a break. So, um, yeah, I'm not very good with words. Anyway. <laughs> Jane obviously was not planning on running into anyone. So she's a bit like, <laughs> um, of course she doesn't call her M. Oh, what the fuck is her Yeah, Miss Woodhouse. For a second I was like, what the fuck is her surname? <laughs> Who is this girl? <laughs> anyway. Um... Jane asks Emma if she would tell the others that she has gone home. Emma agrees but insists that Jane should not walk home alone. A lady walk 20 minutes in the June weather? Unimaginable! It, unimaginable! But it is far, it, it is far too far indeed it is to be walking quite alone. Let my father's servant go with you. Let me order the carriage. Oh, uh, they might have fucking shit on. Can you imagine that? Would you mind walking Emma home? Yes, I would fucking mind. Not Emma, Jane. Oh, sorry. Would you mind walking Jane home? Yes, I would fucking mind. Drop the fuck on. Yeah, like, Busy. Um, it, um, let me call the carriage. It could be round in five minutes. Thank you, thank you, but on no account, I would rather walk. And for me to be afraid of walking alone, I who may soon have to guard others. Yeah, she, lol. Literally. literally. She spoke with great I agitation. Best get used to it. Best get used to it. Um, so, she, so she spoke with great agitation, and Emma very feelingly replied, that can be no reason for you being exposed to danger now. I must order the carriage. The heat even would be danger. You are fatigued already. I am, she answered. I am fatigued. But it is not the sort of fatigue. <sighs> Quick walking will refresh me. Miss Woodhouse, we all know that at times what it is to be worried in spirits. 
Mine, I confess, are exhausted. The greatest kindness you can show me will be to let me have my own way and only say that I'm gone when it is necessary. Okay. okay. Also, mm. um, just as a little thing, they write, because language obviously changes, they write show as shoe. <laughs> S-H-E-W. So the, kind, the greatest kindness you can show me. <laughs> show me. Hollow. This is what we were talking about earlier in books when they write hollow. Like, he entered the barn, looked at me in his leather jacket. Hello. Hello. Can you shoo me the way? It's only men that say it. Or it's only sullen characters. Mm. Or Hello. 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 <laughs> I've read some pretty good books in my time. I know we're in flex, but okay. But, uh, and you're just kind of vibing this character and like he came Hollow. in. Hollow. Oh, I'm fucking out. <laughs> this is my issue because obviously I read a lot of old shit for this mm. podcast. Mm. I find it really difficult to not find modern writing cringy. Oh, really? It's just like it depends what you're reading. It does. I admit, I I do only really read for the podcast because I'm a really slow reader. Um, <laughs> slow, um, but I do find that whenever I pick up a modern book, mm. they'll always have things like they'll say like "gotta" or something mm, in there. Yeah, or they, and it just it makes me die a little. <laughs> like, where is your refined language? Literally. Gotta? What the fuck is Gotta? This is a published novel. What the fuck is wrong with you? You get your red pen out like, absolutely not. Use proper vocabulary. Do. Do, please. Do. I was going to say you should read some Dorno Porter stuff, but it's very Gotta. I can't be dealing with Gotta. It's good stories. A lady gets caught wanking on the train. Gotta annoys me. Gotta annoys me. Oh, also just like, so again, admittedly, I'm basing this off. Look. A lot of adult books look really fucking boring. You look at the front covers and it's like white with a single wine glass on it. Well, how uh, is that interesting? You go to the kids section, they've got interesting covers. Yeah, they've got fucking dragons. Yeah. yeah. And then you pick up a teen book and it's like written by a man. And it's like, and she was 16, but her boobly boobsy boobly down the hall. <laughs> and she was like, totally, oh my God. And you're like, okay, shoot me in the head. Yeah. So, yeah. Maybe her I tight need... tank top pulled against her new puberty boobs. <laughs> puberty boobs. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I'm so glad you have puberty boobs. Puberty boobs, they make you a womanly. <laughs> anyway, so um, with that, off Jane goes. Emma returns to her father in the drawing room. A little while later, Frank Churchill finally arrives at the party. Finally, finally. Frank. So he's been off dealing with stuff, all hot and bothered, and decidedly not his cheerful self. Frank. He's quite out. He's like, um, so obviously he's not like rude or anything to Emma, but he is not. In... I mean. He's really hot. He's not in. He's not in the mood. As in temperature. Yeah. Yeah. It's so hot. Like um, who cares if he's in a bad mood? He's sexy. But like this changing character, which isn't even that bad. He's just like not in the mood for banter. Like, mm. and it's not like he's being overly rude to him or anything. He's like, but she's like, oh come on, you're being silly. And he's been like, you're being silly. And she's like, why don't you have something to eat? And he's like, I'm not hungry. I'm just hot. Mm. Um, and she's like, you're being um, rather irksome. And she's like, he's just been like. I'm hot. I'm really hot. Can he take his jacket off? Look, take your shirt off and come sit down. <laughs> oh, come on, Frank. Just take your shirt off and rub yourself against me. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, so much better. No, it gives Emma the ick. She's like, God, oh, I'm glad I, I'm not, I'm not going to be with a man who uh, can be so easily put out of spirit. Who like, can have his body temperature so easily raised. <laughs> yeah, it's like, Emma, 
give him a break. <laughs> anyway, um, she still quite likes him as a friend, but she's like, ew, man, he's going to be happy all the time, Pearly. <laughs> I think of you more as a friend. A grumpy friend. A grumpy friend. Anyway, so he end, ends up just going off for some food and he does feel better. Um, okay, oh, but when you fucking know, like, look, I don't know if you'll remember this, but everyone listening, do you know when you eat something and it kind of gets stuck and it feels like it's in the top of your back and it feels really uncomfortable? Oh, yeah. Yeah. For a second, I was like, how are you getting food stuck on your back? <laughs> Put it in your mouth, you freak. Like when you eat chips too quickly. It's always chips. Yeah. So when you, this was years and years ago. So you were really young and you did that <laughs> and you were like, my back hurts. <laughs> and I was like, drink some water. And you were like, Katie, just drink some water, and if you don't feel better, we'll talk about it. <laughs> you were like, no! And I was like, I'm not having it, Katie, drink some water! And then you were like, I hate you, and drank some water. And then I was like, do you feel better? And you were like, yeah, but you weren't very nice. <laughs> when you know the best thing for someone and then being to <laughs> Frank didn't scream I hate you ever. He just was like <laughs> But he did feel better when he ate I hate you <laughs> See this is why no one should ever have kids They're too annoying <laughs> them. Oh, I didn't have kids What about you <laughs> like what 13 at that time <laughs> i don't know how old you are in this scenario <laughs> well you're seven years older than me so what i've been like, six <laughs> i think you're a little bit older yeah <laughs> get myself the benefit of the doubt <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway cool and together child I, I i did not have a temper it's very demure very, very demure drink that water and then we'll talk <laughs> you should be a parent jesus drink it we'll talk <laughs> just drink it I hate you. <laughs> brilliant funny Though, when it happened. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure if you'll ever feel like it again. <laughs> you swallowed a dementia. Yeah. Jesus. Anyway. Right, what's going on with this party? <laughs> so, Frank has some tweeting, he feels a bit better. Good. The party reconvened um, to plan an excursion to Box Hill the very next day. Oh, that's not that far from here. I've never been there. It's you know, to be Box really, Hill's pretty. really nice. Yeah, yeah we should go. Pictures, we should yeah. go and dress up as Emma. <laughs> I'll bring my Victorian outfit from work. Oh, I need a parasol. Parasol. Yeah. <laughs> parasol. <laughs> you need a parasol down there. A parasol on the carousel. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. Emma is not looking forward to this. A whole day with Mrs. Elton is not her idea of a good time. But alas, politeness being what it is, she attends the party, travelling in her carriage with Harriet. Oh, um, oh yeah, for all of these things, Harriet is just kind of there and normally talks about it. Because uh, <laughs> everyone's just fucking forget about it. So Mr. Knight's just like, you're right. And she's <laughs> and like, you're yeah, like, yeah, you're right. you're <laughs> So they've kind of been like vibing, chatting and everything. Mm. But yeah, um, I'm going to fucking forget she's there. Mm. 
So, when they arrive to explore Box Hill, Emma is paired off with Frank Churchill while Harriet and Mr Knightley walk together. Mm. Emma is not fe- feeling Frank Churchill today. It's safe to say he is grating on her nerves, as he is not his normal fun self for half a day, um, for the first half of the day, and seems dull and distracted and isn't saying anything worth saying. It's like, look, there's a butterfly. <laughs> yes, dear. Very nice um, one. However, as the day wears on, it's safe to say the pair, um, the pair of them could have been called highly flirtation for Jane Austen era that is Mm. Um, so they're nattering on um, while sitting um, while the rest sit in silence around them and uh, he's just basically poking fun so he asks them all to he says Miss Woodhouse asks that you all tell her immediately what you are thinking of and they're Uh, all like fuck off yeah, and they're all like, well, like Emma's like, oh, don't be silly. And they're all like, how rude. Well, they're all like, you know, pre-married, pre-pretty randy, like, sex. <laughs> Mr. Elton and Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Elton are there, and they really do like to establish, we're old and married. Well, you've been married like 10 minutes. I know. Yeah, but that's sex. Boring. Yeah. But boring sex. Well, I think that's the thing. I think they're all thinking sex. They're all like, <laughs> Mr. Weston and Mrs. Weston there too. But then again, she's, re- she's quickly gets pregnant. She's pregnant at this point, so yeah, sex. Yeah, Um. Yeah. No one else knows that at this point. Oh. That's a secret for everyone else. Spoon. And we don't make me mention again because it's really glossed over. It's not that interesting. She has a baby girl. Yeah. Um, I, see, I, I say nothing of which I'm ashamed, replied Frank with lively imp- imp- impudence. 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 I saw you first in February. Let everybody on the hill um, hear me if they can. Let my accent swell to Milcom on one side and Dorking on the other. I saw you first in February. So he's just like flirting with her at this mm. point. Our companions are excessively stupid. What shall we do to rouse them? Any nonsense will serve. They shall talk. Ladies and, ge- um, ladies and gentlemen, I am ordered by Miss Woodhouse, who, wherever she is, presides, to say that she desires to know what it is you are all thinking of. Fucking hell, okay. Some laughed and answered good humouredly. Miss Bates um, said a great deal. Um, that she did, yeah. yeah, yeah. James's um, aunt. Yeah. Mrs Elton swelled at the idea of Whoop. Mrs Woodhouse's um, presiding. Um, Mr Knightley's answer was the most distinct. Is Miss Woodhouse sure that she would like to hear what we all are thinking of? Hmm. Now, this is where things start to get a little bit awkward. Um, As everyone is an old fart about saying what they're thinking, Frank asks them to each say either three dull things or one very clever thing. I mean, the pressure's on. Even if you weren't thinking about sex, immediately now you're going to be thinking about sex. Yeah. Um, so sweet, good-natured Miss Bates jumps on it. Oh, very well, exclaimed Miss Bates. Then I need not be uneasy. Three things very dull indeed. <laughs> this will just do for me, you know. I shall be sure to say three dull things as soon as ever I open Aww. my mouth, shan't I? Looking round. She reminds most... me of that chicken from Chicken Run. Like, I don't like gravy. I don't like gravy. I'll just say some dull things. I like gravy, knitting and, uh... Being with me pals. Pretty much. <laughs> Mr. Button, looking around with the most good-humoured dependence on everybody's assent. Do not you all think I shall? Emma could not resist. Ah, oh, ma'am, but there may be a difficulty. Pardon me, but you will be limited as to a number. Only three of <gasps> That's fucking rude, Emma. Emma. That's br- Emma. Emma. I thought you were a classy broad. Emma. That was rude. There's Emma, no need was- to be rude. That was really mean, Emma. Yeah. No. Sure, a little bit of... <laughs> What's the bit from? Um, come dine with me. <laughs> Take the money, Emma. I hope it makes you very happy and that you spend it on getting some manners in grace and decorum. You've ruined our trip to Box Hill. Now get out of my hill. Get off my box. the hill. You have all the grace and decorum of a backing up dump truck or everything. <laughs> Well, 
well done Emma <laughs> oh it gets worse I haven't put this in because it's a bit long yeah. but um, then so she's like really all flustered and like sorry and everything um, I'll, I'll read what she says in a minute but then um Mr. Weston is sort of like, oh, uh, uh, well, um, maybe I should go next. Oh, no, my, my, my mind's stupid. And um, Frank's like, oh, no, no, do, do, do tell. We need to change something. Yeah. We need to change something. And Mr. Weston's like, no, it's it's not good. It's not good. My clever thing. It's not clever. Don't don't ask me. And they're like, no, tell, tell. And he's like, what are the two letters in the English um, alphabet that spell that spell perfection? And they're like, what? And he's like, M and A. Emma. Oh. Also, is Mrs. Bates, are her feelings hurt? Yeah. Aww. Um. So after this... Yeah. So after this, the party goes on walking round on, uh, around on, and it's just awkward. Everyone's a bit miffed at at least one other party member. And Emma feels horrible for what she said to Miss Bates, but comforts herself by assuring herself that Miss Bates won't think any more of the matter. And I'm wonderful because I'm Emma and ah. <laughs> No, she's just like, she feels awful. And when Mr. Weston says that, she's just like, ah. Um, I mean, there's no excuse for it. She was being cunt. Yeah, she was being cunt. Yeah. Um... So, Mr. Knightley walks her back to her carriage. Emma, mm. I must once more speak to you as if I'm, as as I have been used to do. A privilege rather than judge than allowed, perhaps, but I must Ooh. still use it. I cannot say you acted right. I cannot see you acting wrong without a remonstrance. How could you be so unfeeling to Miss Bates? Mm. How could you be so insolent in your wit to a woman of her character, age and situation? Emma, I had not thought it possible. Emma recollected, blushed, was sorry, but tried to laugh it off. Hey, how could I help saying what I did? Nobody could have helped it. It was not so very bad. I dare say she did not understand me. Oh, that was so fucking rude. I know. I assure you... She's not clever enough to get it. I assure you she did. Mm. She felt your full meaning. She has talked of it since. I wish you could have heard how she talked of it. With with what candour and generosity. I wish you could have heard her honouring your forbearance in being able to pay her such attentions as she was forever receiving from yourself and your father when her society must be so... When her society must be so irksome. You've made her feel bad about herself, Emma. You've made her feel bad. Have you seen the, um... The original Emma film. Oh, maybe it's not the original. No, it's not the original. Sorry. Um, the one with the girl from the Queen's Gambit in it. No. So, do you I think like that Mar- got really... Oh, no, it was... Um, we did an episode or two on the like ITV drama version of it. ITV drama version? Not good. Not of that. Um, of Persuasion. Persuasion, yeah. And there's a new remake of that, which is getting some flack. Oh, yeah, I've heard that, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean... It's okay, the version. It, it is what it is. Um, mm. <clears throat> I quite like it. But uh, and Do you like Miranda? What you were just going to say, do you like meringues? And I was like, um, they have their place. Miranda <laughs> Hart. No, I fucking um, hate it, her. Yeah, I think I don't mind it. But she plays Miss I don't Bates. like her show. Oh, I don't mind her acting in other things. Mm. I just hate her show. Oh, I don't know what no. her show's called. Miranda. Oh, well, I hate that. Fair. I think it's really shit. <laughs> Better than Big Bang Theory. Well, yeah, but being... I was going to say saying I was going to say someone shitting on your sh- uh, chest is better than Big Bang Theory, but I think that might be some people's cup of tea, aren't I? Um, I mean, I would rather the, watch Big Bang Theory than have someone shit on my chest. To be fair, I don't know. I feel like if someone's going to shit on your chest, they're going to be primed and ready to go, and then you can just get rid of it and be done with it. I don't know. It's quite an experience. Anyway, <laughs> it's going to replay on you like Big Bang. So um, Miranda Hart plays Miss Bates in that version. Yeah, I can like that. I can get down. With. Yeah, yeah, it does suit her. Mm. Um. 
the mum from Tamsin, whatever her name is. The mom Tamsin from Friday, Greek, yeah, yeah. From Friday Night Dinner. Greg, she plays yeah. her as well in a version. Ah, she plays aw. her really well. You can just picture the hurt face of like, it's, only three. It's, uh, it, honestly, when Miranda Hart does it, her face just like, and she's trying to like smile, like, it's fine. You can just see her almost crying. Yeah. Like, no! Mean. It's so mean. Anyway. Emma's not allowed to play anymore. Emma's not allowed to play anymore. So, Mr Knightley says this to Emma as he's walking her back to her carriage. Yeah. And um, she's really ashamed of herself. So she's in modern terms, like, Emma, you're a cunt. <laughs> Emma. That was not, to be fair, Emma, that was not cool. Yeah. Um, and that he, um, and so she's ashamed of herself, but... You've let yourself down. You've let Miss Bates down. Let... Not Miss Bates. <laughs> not Emma Burma. Not me. Yeah. <laughs> you let yourself down. Um, but she forgets to say goodbye to him, which makes her um, even more Didn't upset. Just she'd walk into the carriage. <laughs> Yeah, and pretty much put punks her in, and then Willie walks away. She's like, oh, oh, oh. Um, but yeah, she forgets like in like the turmoil and everything. She forgets to say goodbye to him, and it's all like, oh, now I think I'm a cunt. He already does, but yeah. Um, oh, the calamities of summer expeditions. We mm. Brits just can't handle the heat. It makes us grouchy and rude. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, the next morning, Emma goes to apologise to Miss Bates, Good. and immediately Miss Bates, although a little awkwardly, accepts the apology, which is really just Emma dropping by and listening to her three dull things yeah pretty much um but that seems to be worn for it. you imagine her just talking out like to be fair miss bates you are fucking boring you are boring um however emma <laughs> that bit scrubs sorry she is fat and boring <laughs> isn't that like to scrubs so there's this guy and he's been like in an accident and it's like oh are you close with your Elliot the doctor yeah. is like are you close with your family and um, he was like my mum's the one that did this to me and she's like what and um, he was like yeah she is fat though and boring <laughs> I don't actually remember the specific episode maybe you telling me about it <laughs> I mean, it's normalising abuse, don't do that, but... um, And fatphobic. <laughs> and fatphobic. And boring phobic. Well, you know what? Maybe maybe we'll look back on this in ten years and go, oh, that wasn't, that wasn't cool, that doesn't fly today. If you're boring, get a fucking personality. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, um, Emma, on her visit, though, Emma learns that Jane is apparently unwell and Jane <gasps> refuses to see Emma. Ooh! <gasps> Awkward. Um, when a- a- Emma returns home, she finds that Mr. Knightley and Harriet have both arrived in her absence and have been chatting the last ten minutes. As she arrives, Mr. Knightley jumps up, informing her that I would not leave without seeing you, um, mm. and informs her that he is off to London to see his brother for a few weeks, and off he goes. All righty then. Okay. Um, yeah, cool. Um, but it's kind of like she, the fact that she's come back from seeing Miss Bates. It's like, oh, we're, we're cool again now. So okay, cool. Cool. Um, now. Harriet has come to We're talk. not cool, Emma. Miss no. Bates might have forgiven you, but I fucking remember what? I remember, and it was cruel. Yeah. Now, Harriet's come to tell Emma that she is in love with a new man, but, but they agree that he's so high flying and high and mighty that they won't name it's him Frank. because it's so obvious who he is. But after the great kindness he showed her, she thinks he may feel the same way. Emma is delighted as she is sure Harriet Ooh. could only be talking of Frank Churchill. Oh, but she's not actually. I, I see the double cross that's going Ooh. on here. So there's a little time lapse here of a week or two. Frank Churchill's evil aunt dies. Okay. And so obviously he's um, away looking after his uncle and only sends um, some short letters at the present time in which is fair enough. Mm. Um, also, Jane has accepted the um, the work. 
Oh, Jan. Um, but she's still ill. Doctor's been to see her, stuck in bed, refuses to accept any visits from Emma. Emma even sends her, like, pity medicine! Yeah. Um, and, like, some wholesome apples, which are sent back <laughs> untouched. Oh, like... you send them back. Yeah. Yeah. Shade. Jane's pissed. Yeah, I don't want your fucking pity apples. I don't apples. want your fucking pity apples. I pissed on them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Have your pissy these, apples. These Edwardians know how to throw some sheep. Yeah. Anyway, ten days after... That's specific of me to write. I wonder why I wrote that. Mm. Not fancy. <laughs> anyway, ten days after the death of Miss Churchill, Mr. Weston arrives at Emma's house in a state of great agitation and insists Ooh. that Emma must accompany him to his to see Mrs. Weston at once, but won't tell her what it's about. Oh, um, and so Emma's like panicking because she's like, "What? What have you heard? What have you heard? Is it? Yeah. Is it my sister? Is it? Is it like? Uh, is it?" Not Frank. Is it um, Mr. Knightley? What's happened? I think in the Someone worst. Someone got more happened. boring things to say. Yeah. Eventually, he's like, it's to do with Frank. No one's hurt, um, but I can't tell you anymore. And she's like, fucking hell, okay. Yeah. Like really freaking out. <clears throat> Um, so once Mrs. Um, so once with Mrs. Weston, Emma demands to know the goss straight away. Spill the fucking tea. Yeah. Have you indeed no idea? Said Mrs. Weston in a trembling voice. Cannot you, my dear Emma? Cannot you form a guess as to what you are to hear? So far as that it relates to Mr. Frank Churchill, I do guess. You are right. It does relate to him, and I will tell you directly. Resuming her work, sewing, um, mm. and seemed seeming resolved against looking up. He has been here this late, this very morning, on a most extraordinarily, extraordinary errand. It is impossible to express our surprise. He comes to speak to his father on a subject to announce an attachment. She stopped to breathe. Emma thought for her first of herself, and then of Harriet. More than an attachment, indeed, resumed Mrs. Weston. An engagement. A positive engagement. What will you say, Emma? What will anybody say when it is known that Mr. Frank Churchill and Miss Fairfax are engaged? Nay, they have been long engaged. My word. Gosh. Who knew? Uh, Who saw the seeds of the backstory of Jane and Fairfax? Jane and Fairfax. So, is she... Was Jane even ill, Katie? (laughs) Yes. Okay. Is she prego? No. Oh. They're engaged, not fucking. I don't know. Married. Randy Georgians. Keep your fucking hair down. (laughs) I'm going to give you the the thorough backstory of Jane and Frank a little quicker than Jane Austen does because it went on for about 50 fucking pages. Okay. Let's face it. We have other romances to get to. Okay. So, Jane and Frank had been secretly engaged since they met last year before Frank had even come to Hartfield in the first place. Jane... You dark horse, you. Jane, what about Frank? He's been flirting with Emma these last week, these last years. Frank is a cunt. Frank is a cunt. And he's been dissing Jane. Like, do you not remember when he was like... No. Um, when he said to Emma, he was sort of like, oh, it's lucky the party broke up now. Otherwise, I would have had to dance with Miss Fairfax. And I don't think her stompy dancing would have been much after yours. Frank, get in the fucking sea. Get in the fucking you sea, cunt. Frank. No. Anyway, so they've been engaged for a long time. Um, now, I know what you're thinking. Fuck boy energy, if yeah. ever I saw it. Yeah. In the Edwardian times, fuck boys, okay, well, they most certainly did exist. But in this time, for whatever reason, everyone's just like, oh, not Frank, because he's... Because he's charismatic and nice. I'm sure he didn't mean it. Oh, the reason they all forgive him is because he's like, I'm really sorry, I love her. <laughs> oh, Frank, fuck it. off. Anyway, now, he was playing the part um, of, like, fancying Emma and everything to throw everyone off the scent because his aunt would never have allowed him to marry beneath him. But now she's dead, he can. Ding cool. dong, the witch is dead. No, I still don't buy it, Frank. I think you're a dick. He is a dick. Um, cool. So all the meanness and open flirting with another woman in front of Jane is just 
excused. Yeah. Like, Jane was pissed. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, uh, she didn't want to go into service because she was going to get married. Yeah. And also, lol joke, I don't want to go into fucking service. Yeah. Hence why Mrs. Elton's meddling was particularly annoying and why she was also angry with Frank for obvious reasons. Yeah. On the day she left from the strawberry picking um, party, she bumped into Frank and basically told him she was accepting the position <gasps> as he clearly wasn't keen anymore and told him to fucking do one. Yeah. Fair enough. Fucking suck why, my dick, Frank. That's why he was so hot and bothered and out of sorts when he arrived because he'd just been broken up with. Yeah. But anyway... Fast forward, Frank learns that um, she really has accepted the employment offer um, just as his aunt dies. So he's torn between um, grief, getting his girl back and looking after his uncle. Um, I mean, I will give him, I will let him have that his aunt died. So yes, you're going to be a bit distracted with that. I will let you have that one, Frank. Um, and then I, there's some I don't know, you don't seem that close to your aunt, I don't know. Yeah, apparently there were. She did basically raise him. But she also won't let him marry who he wants. So I I, I'm it's sensing pro- a distance. It's problematic. It's I'm problematic. S- I'm sensing there's some relief in that death. A little bit. Anyway, so yeah, he manages it though. Go, um, goes to Jane, apologises and they reconcile. Obviously he sent her the grand piano as well. Oh, so I forgot the about other that. shit with yeah. like being like, oh, it was this other guy that she was totally vibing with and then her sister friend married instead. Mm. It was just like some slut-shaming fart, like Fun. shit from him. So yeah. thanks for that. Yeah, cheers, um, you fucking dick. Yeah. Um, Don't marry him. Yeah, they're, but they're really happy now because it's Jane Bollocks. Austen. Yeah. Um, Mr. Knightley's not happy. Mm. Um, uh, say what you will about his methods. Personally, I think... Um, I tend to do one, but there you are. Mm. Um, obviously, Jane is pissed with Emma because, well, Emma was a dick, but also because her fiancé kept flirting with her. Um, mm, that is like, because Emma didn't fancy him, so... Emma was flirting back, though, because Emma liked the attention. But yeah, also, but she also didn't fucking know. Yeah. No, I completely agree. But also, I can understand. Well, also, Emma was riling um, up with the, like, oh, you know, she was totally flirting with um, her sister friend's partner. And she's like, I fucking wasn't. Like, yeah, fu- that's as annoying. If you, as if you don't even fu- you don't even fucking know me or them. Like, yeah. Fuck off, Emma. Yeah, to be fair, Emma, fuck. Okay, now I'm annoyed at Emma. Yeah. And the fact that they're, they're like, her fiance and them are having their little, like, mm. jokes party being like, oh, they were, like, totally flirting with each other. And it's like, no, what fucking are wasn't. you fucking doing? Yeah, I, shut up. You don't know me, you can't. If I were Jane, I wouldn't like Emma either. No. I'd be angry at Frank. I'm just saying, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be friends with Jane. I wouldn't be friends with fucking Emma. either of them. No. Anyway. I don't even want to flirt that much. Go off and fuck each other. I don't no, give a shit. Like, do you want? Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Mrs. Weston keeps going on and on about how much Frank has suffered in all this. What? Yeah. What? Um, yeah. Emma does call this out, like, his suffering. Yeah. I think not. Which is, you know... I think not. I think not. Anyway, Mrs. Weston is worried Emma will be upset by this news in case Emma fancied Frank. But Emma assures her that, nay, fam, she's not the... She's um, she's not keen, so... She's not queen, so whoopity doop. Happiness ensues, although Emma does have a twinge of regret for poor Harriet. Oh. To be second best yeah, to the, the man Harriet? she wants again. This is going to hurt Harriet. Yeah. So Emma arranges to see Harriet. Lisa. I think Harriet might actually be with someone else, just saying. Yeah. So Emma uh, arranges to see mm. Harriet ASAP to get it out. Harriet, however, turns out already to know about the engagement between Jane Fairfax and Frank Churchill. And can they give two hoots about her? Mm. Surprised, Emma's like, but mate, were you not digging him? Affronted Emma, Emma. Harriet responds... I should not have thought it possible, she began, that you could have misunderstood me. I know we agreed never to name him, the guy she fancies, Mm. but considering how infinitely superior he is to everybody else, 
I should not have thought it possible that I could be supposed to mean any other person. Mr. Frank Churchill, yeah. indeed. I did not know... What a um, nubber. What a nubber. Mm. I do not know who um, would ever look at him in the company of the other. I hope I have a better taste than to think of Mr. Frank Churchill, who is like nobody by his side. And that you should have been so mistaken is amazing. I am sure, but for believing that you entirely approved and meant to encourage me in my attachment, I should have considered at first too great a presumption, or almost to dare, to think of him. At first, if you had not told me that that more wonderful things had happened, that there had been matches of greater disparity, um, those were your very words, I should not have dared to give way to. I should not have thought it possible, but if you, um, who who had been always acquainted with him... Harriet! cried Emma, collecting herself resolutely. Let us understand each other now, without the possibility of further mistake. Are you speaking of Mr. Knightley? Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Mr. Knightley's like 37. I know. 17. (gasps) That's a 20-year age gap. Yeah. Lads. Lads, no. Lads, no. Lads, 20 years. No, that's just getting silly. It's just disgusting. What the fuck are you going to talk about? Exactly. Nothing. (laughs) A great expanse of nothing. Exactly. Um, to be fair, they have actually been chatting quite a lot. Mm, Chatting. Chatting. Just paying each other compliments. Yeah. Harriet fancies Mr. Knightley and Emma, not yet known to herself, cannot have this. Um, Mm. Harriet also believes Mr. Knightley feels the same way about her. Oh, I'm not sure he does. Now Emma is seeing how her meddling with Harriet has really done her no favours. She's yeah. made Harriet think far too highly of herself. Uh-huh. Problematic, I know, but given the circumstances... You've she... forgotten that you're a little dick. <laughs> You've forgotten that you're a commoner. Um, but she is class-wise too lowly um, to marry as highly as she feels she should now be able to. How does away in a manger go? There's a lowly in bit in that. Away in a manger, no crib for a bed. That was a good note. Wow. Um, What's the the lowly bit? Ow! It might not be that. I've got bits and needles. Ow! My leg! It's really tempting to go and wiggle your foot. (gasps) I'm not sure the mic's even picking me up from back here. Oh! My foot's gone red! It's gone red? (laughs) Bleeding? Carry on. I'm back here. All right. Um, so as for Mr. Knightley returning her affections, well, preposterous. The lowly Lord Jesus no. <laughs> sleep in the hay. The cattle are lowing. Is that the it? baby away? The lowly. Do you want to some fucking notes? The lowly Lord Jesus. Yeah, I'm sure that's it. Um, But as Emma has this epiphany about Harriet, she realises something else. Emma's eyes were instantly withdrawn and she sat silently, meditating in a fixed attitude for a few minutes. A few minutes was sufficient for her, for making her acquainted with her own heart. A mind like Hi, heart. It's me. It's me. I haven't spoken in a while. How are you? Um, A mind like hers. Once opening to suspicion, made rapid progress. She touched. She admitted. She acknowledged the whole truth. Why was it so much worse than that Harriet should be in love with Mr. Knightley than with Frank Churchill? Why was the evil so dreadfully increased by Harriet's having some hope of a return? It darted through her with the speed of an arrow that Mr. Knightley must marry no one but herself. Not you. Not her. Me. (laughs) Basically. So she fancies him now. Yeah, yeah. And suddenly yeah, it's all about Josh. I'll tell the story. 
Um, so anyway, they leave each other on a little cooler terms than yeah. they normally do. Mm-hmm. Um, because both of them are just sort of thinking, he's mine, bitch. Mm-hmm. He is mine. He is mine. That's from me, not really. Yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> waiting for it to resonate. <laughs> um, they normally would have, um, yeah, what? Fisticuffs. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so, yeah, they left each other a little cooler than they normally would have done. Mm. So Emma um, is writhing around in turmoil for a few more days before Mr. Knightley returns to Hartfield to see her. Mm. Um, to Emma, he seems sad and asks if she would like to go for a walk um, outside of him, which she does mm. with a heavy heart, worried about what he might tell her in regards to his feelings for Harriet. Oh. So Emma breaks the silence by telling him of the surprise engagement between Jane and Frank, to which he solemnly tells her that he's already heard about it. Um, and she's like, oh, okay then. And there's kind of like an awkward silence there. And then he says, let me just get it lined up. Time, my dearest Emma. Time will heal the wound. Your own excellent sense. Your exertions for your father's sake. I know you will not allow yourself. Her arm was pressed again, um, as he added in a more broken and subdued accent, the feelings of the warmest friendship, indignation, abominable scoundrel. Mm. And in a louder, steadier tone, he concluded with, he will soon be gone. They will soon be in Yorkshire. I'm sorry for her. She deserves a better fate. Emma understood him, and as soon as she could recover from the flutter of pleasure, excited Mm. by such tender consideration, replied, You are very kind, but you are mistaken. I must set you right. I am not in want of that sort of compassion. My blindness to um, um, to what was going on led me to act by them in a way that I must always be ashamed of, and I was very foolishly tempted to say and do many things which may well lay me open to unpleasant conjectures. But I have no other reason to regret that I was not in the secret earlier. Emma! cried he, looking eagerly at her. Are you? Indeed. But checking himself. No, no, I understand you. Forgive me. I, I am pleased that you can say even so much. He is no object of regret, indeed, and it will not be very long, I hope, before mm. that becomes the acknowledgement of more than your reason. Fortunate that your affections were no farther entangled. I could never, I confess, from your manners assure myself as to the degree of what you felt. I could only be certain that there was a preference, and a, and a preference which I never believed him to deserve. Mm-hmm. So Emma thought proper that um so he thought Emma proper liked Frank and he was yeah. sad because he was sorry for her. So he like came to him and he was like You're right. You're right, Babs. You're right. You're right. You're right. Feeling right. Like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm, I'm good. And he's like, yeah. Oh thank God, because yeah. Uh, okay, good. Yeah, good. But yeah, he was really sad when he came back because he was sad that Emma would be sad, which is kind of yeah. cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I just didn't want you to hurt dear like, Emma. Time will heal the wound. Mm. They'll be gone soon, like I ain't got I'm no fine. wounds. I'm already... <laughs> it's all right. Uh, anyway, um, the awkward love triangle of it all. Mm. Anyway, they have a bit of back and forth about Emma, uh, and Emma comments how Mr. Knightley really seems to envy Frank Churchill. Mm. And Mi- um, Mr. Knightley agrees, but doesn't really explain why. Because um, he is with his love now. <laughs> oh, not, not that. No, well, uh, heart sinking. Emma is convinced it's because he thought Frank was also interested in Harriet. Oh. Mr. Knightley asks, because he doesn't, because Emma doesn't ask why he envies her, her. So he's like, do you want to know? And she's like, no, no, I, I could not possibly hear. And he's like, oh, okay. Do you want to go back inside then? <laughs> and she's like, oh, go on then. If you must tell me, as, I, as a friend, I will hear whatever <laughs> it is you want to say. And he says, as a friend, repeated Mr. Knightley. Ooh, ooh. Emma, that I fear is a word. No, I have no wish. Stay, yes. Why should I hesitate? I have gone too far already for concealment. Emma, I accept your offer, extraordinary as it may seem. I accept it, and I refer myself to you 
as a friend. Tell me, then, have I no chance of ever succeeding? Ooh! He stopped in his earnestness. I find it weird when they say, like, succeeding in terms of, like, cracking on. I know. Like it's a conquest or a competition or something. I something like succeeding to the level above friend. You've completed it. Have I no chance of ever achieving the next level? Boyfriend level. Completed it. Completed it. (laughs) You have passed the level. Oh, that is what people do on their wedding days. They sign, isn't it? Like, boyfriend level completed it, mate. Uh, I've never seen it. I'm sure people do that. I've heard a few people say that about Tinder. Like, completed it. That's disgusting. Disgusting. You're all... It's not disgusting, like, in a misogynistic kind of way. It's just a disgusting in a cringe way. It's just do better. Do better. Embarrassing. So he stopped in his earnestness to look look for question. I don't know, you could look a question. And the expression of his eyes... Look at your question. So questioning. The expression of his eyes overpowered her. Um, My dearest Emma, said he, for dearest you will always be, whatever the event of this hour's conversation. My dearest, most beloved Emma, tell me at once. Say no if it is to be said. She could really say nothing. You are silent, he cried, with great animation. Absolutely silent! At present I ask no more! <laughs> Can't get one dead ways, mate. I know. Emma was almost ready to sink under the agitation of this moment. The dread of being awakened from the happiest like she's dream. She's about to do that Homer Simpson gifting into the bed. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is intense. Yeah. Lucky if she fancies you back, mate. Jesus. Mm. So in true Jane Austen fashion, this is obviously the pinnacle moment of um, love confessions. Mm. Um, so now they start to just have a bit of back of like, you said, who said? Oh, I, d- I didn't realise we fancied each other conversations. Mm. Um, and this is how Mr Knightley confesses his love. I cannot make speeches, Emma, he said. Um, he soon resumed and in a tone of such sincere, decided, intelligible tenderness as was tolerably convincing. If I loved you less, I might be able to talk about it more. But you know what I am. You hear nothing but truth from me. I have blamed you and lectured you, and you have borne it as no other woman in England would have borne it. Oh, you've borne my abuse, darling, and for that I want Fully. to wife you. Fully. Bear with the truths I would tell you now, dearest Emma, as well as you have borne with them. The manner perhaps may as different, uh, may have as little to recommend them. God knows I have been a very indifferent lover, but you understand me. Yes, you see, you understand my feelings and will return them if you can. At present, I ask only to hear, once to hear your voice this whole time. Linking at him like, <laughs> yes. hello. <laughs> so you've put up with me lecturing as no other woman could. It's you're oh, the fucking worst. It's because you were literally shot up. Oh, and it just gets worse. So they gross touch chatting about how they love each other, Ugh. and he's basic. He basically says that from the moment he met her, he's loved her. Right. He's sixteen years older than her. <gasps> From the moment he met her. Well, you're a fucking so Peter failed like then, didn't you? Eleven. No, 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 no. So she was eleven and he was twenty-seven. Absolutely fucking not. Yeah. No. It's around there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. That, that is eleven years. Oh, I know. Oh, six years. years I, yeah. I can't remember exactly if she was eleven. She might have been like nine. She might have been thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's oh, all yeah. kiddies, though. It's isn't all it? kiddies at the end of the day. It's all kiddies, um, and you're in your twenties. But. Isn't that just lovely and wholesome? Sorry, can I just say, 11-year-olds are fucking gross. Who's fancying an 11-year-old? Have you ever seen a 13-year-old? They're fucking oh, heinous. they're fucking gross. Disgusting. Anyway, don't worry, lads. This is England. We excuse paedophiles as long as they're white men with lots of money. Yeah. 
Well, they have recently deceased monarchy mothers. <laughs> then it's all fine. It's fine. We just, it's fine. Prussians are all, you know what? They could like stand in as king. I'm sure no one would Apparently, mind. Apparently. So that list is kind of like an automatic default of the closest family members. And um, I don't ha- care. And it has to go through government to be changed because they're going to take Harry off it as well because Lol Jokey doesn't even live here. And um, well, can they take the, the nonce off yeah, first? Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll take the nonce off. Good fucking That's Christ. That's what they're saying they think will happen, but they can't do it instantane- instantaneously. Why not? Have you ever heard of It's just kind of like next of kin d- 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 thing. D- d- <laughs> it has to be okayed by government. So I guess why government... is that taking time? Because they, they are prioritising the funeral. But she's already dead. Yeah, she's not getting any deader. Anyway, moving on. I mean, Kate, it takes a lot of time and organisation to organise a billion pound funeral. Oh, disgusting. May she rest in peace. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> anyway, uh, so moving on. They're all happy-go-lucky. Emma is worried, though, because while her father lives, she figures she could never possibly leave Hartfield as it would break his heart. If Emma were a boy, she would not. She wouldn't have to consider her father's well-being at the cost of her own. No, no, she fucking wouldn't. Um, oh my god, that father! Oh, what about my father? What about you, Emma? Yeah. Anyway, go insult some people. Is what you like. Concluding rather morbidly that she'll just have to wait until he dies to marry Mister Knightley. Well, because um, he disapproves, or just because there'll be no one to look after her father? Because partly because there'll be no one to look after. You're her loaded. Hire a nurse. But he won't be able to handle that because of his disposition. I mean, there's a very obvious answer here. I mean, firstly, get a grip. Yeah. Um, well, she just stays living there. That Mr. Knightley goes and lives with her then? Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. Yeah, and she doesn't reach that. And then when she expa- like um, communicates the, those worries to him, he's like, I could come and live there. And she, it's like, oh man, he must love her so much to give up his house. And it's like, well, he's not. He's, just, he's literally just moving in down the road. He'll still have his house. Yeah, literally, he'll like, still have it. Get a lodger in there, a bit of extra income. I know, and then it's like, and then when, you know, your, your daddy do die, we'll... <laughs> daddy do die, what's up there? Daddy do die. Ooh, <laughs> we'll daddy do die. Daddy do. When your daddy do die, we'll strutting down to Donwell. What the fuck's that? Donwell's where he lives. Oh, okay, there you go. Then. That works out. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was a whole drama. Yeah. Um, anyway. So he's moving in with Papa and Well, Emma. eventually. They haven't told Dar yet. That oh, yeah, maybe running past Dar. Maybe running past Dar. Um, but what of poor Harriet? Fortunately, a worthy distraction pops up in that Harriet has had bad toothache and is sent to London to stay with Emma's sister for a month to get it fixed. Well, she gets the tooth fixed in like the first two days, but then yeah. she just stays up there because, well, she's travelled 16 miles. She's travelled 16 miles, so might as well see the sight. And have you seen people after they have their wisdom teeth removed? They're yeah. fucked up. That's funny. Not just the drugs, the amount they swell up. Uh, like, it's, it's pretty intense surgery. So maybe yeah, she doesn't want to come back and let everyone see her when she looks like a hamster. <laughs> Fair. Um, right, okay. Whatever you say, Jane Austen. But it's fine. Never mind. <laughs> Just weird Jane Austen stuff. Get take out. Well, you explained it perfectly. My point was that it took her a month to get her tooth fixed. Yeah, yeah. But then you explained, and I was like, and then I just read the next line, and well, you actually made it make sense. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's actually kind of valid. That's quite serious surgery. That's quite serious, Jane Austen. Yeah. Probably shouldn't travel like that. You know, you could be at risk of infection, and yeah, she could have died. Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) Fair enough, Jane Austen. Anyway, um, Harriet is out of the way now, leaving Emma and Knightley just to be happy together. Mm. There's a few loose ends to tie up. 
Jane and Emma make up, and Jane Jane has seemed to grow a personality. Yeah, she's happy with Frank Churchill. I suppose that she's not like always holding something back. She yeah. can be her full self. Exactly. Now that she's got a man. Now she's got a man. Um. Oh my God! And Frank writes a um ten page letter about where is me, me, and everyone forgive me. <laughs> um. Oh, it's, like, shit, it's meant Frank. to be explaining why he was such a cunt, but it just it's woe is me. And so that's ten pages, and then so Emma gets that. <laughs> um, and then I didn't realize Knight, it was just for Emma. For some reason, I kind of thought it, it was for Mr. Com- and Mrs. Weston, and then Mrs. Right. Weston forwarded it on to Emma because she, she was like, "I think you'll want to read this." Oh, uh, I kind of thought it was like a community newsletter. <laughs> I mean, it basically was. <laughs> Everyone read point. it. Hilarious. Um, but yeah, so. Emma finished reading it. Then Mr. Knightley came round, and and she was like, <laughs> so "I get a load of this shit." Pretty much. And so I just like to, I just want to talk about Jane Austen's writing style. So she wrote a ten-page yeah. fucking letter, yeah, explaining all the backstory that we've already had explained to us, yeah. So that was the second time round, <laughs> and then she had Mr. Knightley read the letter. Oh no! And all his exclamations at the different points in the letter. No, and it made my soul hurt reading that. So we're not going into that. No, leave, leave that. Hurt. Leave that. But what of Harriet? I was about to say, like, so this is problematic because I'm like, and who does Harriet marry? Because in this, you're only like completed if you've completed boyfriend level and girlfriend level and gotten married. Who do you think Harriet's gonna marry? I can't even think he's fucking left. (laughs) Marries Mr. Woodhouse. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only fucking person. Who did she marry? Oh, none other than Mr. Martin, the original farmer guy who proposed to her. Oh, Mr. Martin, yeah. So you think after this whole story starting with them, ending yeah. with them, you think we'd get a big juicy love mm. confessing scene, yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah. Mr. Martin in the entire book says about three words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, Mr. Knightley has letter has a letter from his brother, uh, basically telling him the story because obviously that's where Emma's gone today. Um, yeah, Harriet's gone today. Um, And so he goes around to tell Emma the whole story. It's a very simple story. He went to town on business three days ago. I got him to take charge of some papers, which I wanted to send to John, my brother. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) That had to happen. We had a lot of carbs and cheese. We did. He delivered these papers to John at his chambers. Thanks for that detail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And when asked by him to join their party the same evening at Astley's, um, they were going to take the two eldest boys to Astley's. They were going to take the two eldest boys to Astley's. The party was to be our brother and sister. The fact you can call them, that's disgusting. Yeah, no. No! Their kids and Mrs. Smith. (laughs) Mr. and my friend Robert could not resist. They called for him in their way, were all extremely amused, and my brother asked him to dine with them the next day, which he did, and in the course of that evening, as I understand, he found an opportunity to speak to her, of speaking to Harriet, and certainly did not speak in vain. She made him, by her acceptance, as happy ever as he is deserving. He came down by yesterday's coach and was with me this morning, immediately after breakfast, to report his proceedings, first on my affairs, and then on his own. This is all I, that I can relate of, and how, where, and when. Your friend will tell you more later. She doesn't. Mm. Um, maybe she didn't want to stop. That's your lot, folks. So everyone got married. Yes. Um, Harriet comes back. They get married. That's pretty much as about as much detail as they get into. Oh, they also make a point about how Emma and Harriet are still friends. But there's definitely like not like a drift between them like from any dramas. Yeah. But just because they're both now married there's like a class divide which oh. is a good thing because that was weird that, that was getting real weird in there you know at one point i thought the tension i thought they were gonna fucking run off with each other i know oh just some last little bits actually yeah so um i'll read you the ending point in a moment um so 
in order to get uh, Mr. Woodhouse on board, they are like calmly explain to him that they're engaged, and he at first he's like, what, 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 I'm a hedgehog! Mm. Um, but they do convince him around, he sees that it'll be a good thing because, you know, he actually really likes Mr. Knightley, and they're both going to live with him. And he's like, maybe in like seven years. Oh. And um, then there's like reports of there being robberies in the, ta- <gasps> in the town. Did and- they like fabricate this so he'd be like i need a man around the place well basically because that's pretty much how it goes down um so luckily jane gives jane austen gives us lots of juicy details for emma and knightley's wedding oh cool they they were married the wedding was very much like other weddings (laughs) where the parties have no taste for finery or parade and mrs elton from the particulars detailed by her husband thought it all extremely shabby and very inferior to her own very little white satin very few lace veils a most pitiful business selina would stare when she heard of it but in spite of these deficiencies, the wishes, the hopes, the confidence, the uh, predictions of the small band of true friends who witnessed the ceremony were fully answered in the perfect happiness of the union. Mm, cool. Yes. <laughs> so not a huge amount of detail. No, just a, it was weddingy. Everyone was happy, and um, except the mean people. Yeah, mean people. No, no, not allowed to be happy. And um, they they got married. <laughs> And everyone gets married. Yay! I just picture Jane Austen like finishing her book and they were all married. Yay! She's like Kitty from Ghosts. Yeah. I also then imagine this is really bad because there's nothing wrong with not being married. But just because of the style and the period we're in, then just looking at her letters from no suitors. Like, Ah, oh, Jane, Jane. I don't think she wants to get married. I hope not. Sorry, guys. I've got fucking pins and needles again. I'm too old to sit on the floor to record. I mean, I also think, like, you know, she probably wouldn't have. I'm completely assuming now. I don't think she did want to get married. I mean, I think she, you know. Well, I hope not because she didn't. Well, Lizzie was meant to be her, um, like, autobiographical one. Oh, right. <laughs> so, and Lizzie was like, if I marry, if I marry, which I'm not too fussed by either way, but it will be for true love. If that happens, then yeah, bosom great, whatever. Lizzie it, did get married. <laughs> Lizzie did get married. But all I'm saying, yeah, I don't think Jane was too fussed. Mm, it's only going to be for true I bosom do love. I love, though, that every Jane in the book is the hot one. <laughs> Of course, of course. And like, then the sexiest lady in the world walked in. What name should I use? <laughs> Jane. Jane. And she was so pretty and so sexy. And yes, the best. <laughs> and very talented. And everybody loved her. Yeah, everyone wanted to marry Jane. The end. The end. <laughs> and oh they did. Many times. Pretty much the book. <laughs> so that is Emma, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Oh, can I just say, I've got yeah, 59 minutes. Yeah, it's pretty bang on. If we were to do like the plugs really, really quickly, we'd, that would be bang on. Well, to be honest, I've got to edit it. So, yeah. Smashed it, lads. Smashed it. Um, so, yeah, thank you for tuning in. We're going to take a small break. So, we're going to be back next time. Uh, we did a live show at, at Who and Nan is? Um, and on Dr. Squee's show. And Dr. Squee. Um which um, was looking at selkies and mermaids. Mermaids. So we're going to be doing a, a version of that for you guys so you guys can hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll be getting ready for spooky season. But mm-hmm. more on that later. More on spooky season. Yeah, we'll keep that one in the suspense for now. But yeah, tune in soon uh, for mermaids and selkies. If you liked what you've heard, join us on the socials to keep up with everything that's going on and possibly future live shows. And if you've really liked what you heard, check us out on Patreon. There's lots of cool bits over there for you and some extra content and early episode release. Well said. Yeah, I know. Thank you. Well, thanks, guys. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.
For fuck's sake. Bye.